Today on From A to Ziggy, Across the Universe. Welcome to From A to Ziggy. This is, uh, my name is Thomas. And I am Travis. We are talking about Across the Universe. This is a song from 1975's Young Americans album, and this is a Lennon-McCartney joint. A cover from a little-known band, the Beatles. Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Pair of pair of uh, songwriters who actually had some hit songs. They they had one or two songs that got a little bit of radio play. This is exciting because I get to talk about David Bowie and the Beatles, and I I love the Beatles so much. I know that's not really much of a sentiment. It's like saying I love not being at work. Everybody loves the Beatles, but oh, the Beatles! And this is this is a Beatles song that I adore. Probably my favorite song on on Let It Be. It is, yeah, it is a great song, and I I agree. It's probably the best song on Let It Be. It's funny you say that in a way that suggests that you don't care for most of Let It Be. <laughs> I don't care for most. <laughs> don't care for it's, most of it. It's it's not it's not my favorite Beatles album. It, it's really hard to split hairs about Beatles albums because they're Beatles albums. But yeah, I mean, I probably it's one of the ones I listen to the least. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, the thing that sets it apart from most Beatles albums is the uh, Wall of Sound production by yeah. uh, Phil Spectre. Phil Spectre, right? yeah. But that's actually the thing that I like most about it. Uh, it's really just the songs that I don't. don't and that's really you know, with. and that's an odd thing when they when they put out the Let It Be Naked. That was supposed to be like for the true fans, like, oh man, this is how Let It Be is supposed to be. But then I listened to it, I'm like, no, I actually like this better with the Wall of Sound. Yeah, yeah um, I felt the same way. And especially across the universe. I feel like atmosphere-wise, it, that just fit the song so much more. It just felt way too sparse without the wall of sound on there. So this is, uh, of course, we're going to be talking more about the David Bowie interpretation about this. And Speaking of lush production value, this this whole album, I just I love the production value of this album. Really, it's got this like snappy mid-70s uh, analog sound to it. It's got, you know, whatever, 16-track, 32-track, whatever it is. It's like there's so much depth to the sound, the, the whole album. And then, of course, this, this is just one. This is a highlight of the album. This song, it's David Bowie being peak Bowie. Like, as far as just, like, all those little vocal inflections that you associate with a David Bowie song, it's just, it is David Bowie being the Bowiest he could possibly be. Yeah, which he he really he had to because this is a song that this song was already a song that people absolutely adored. When you think of moody, spacey John Lennon songs, it's one of the first songs you think of. Hmm. So to kind of separate itself and stand on its own, but still be so true to the original, he really had to just take it and make you think that you're just listening to this new David Bowie song. It's peak Bowie. It's Bowie. Bowie's voice at eleven. That's the thing that Bowie does great with his covers is he really makes them his own. This one, and I also think of the Beach Boys song that he does, "God Only Knows," uh, where he does this, a very similar thing. He makes it his own, and he goes way far from uh, from the way it was originally performed. And does these, like you said, the crazy vocal inflections. He's just like going all over the place, um, crooning madly. And and John Lennon actually contributes some to this song and to the album because Lennon was actually uh, was recording his his album. Speaking of covers, he was doing rock and roll covers. What was the name of the album? Rock and roll. And he comes in 
kind of just hangs out with Bowie. They did this and they did Fame in the same day. And apparently, uh, these neither of these songs was really meant to be on the album uh, originally. But uh, Bowie liked them so much that he made room. He dropped some songs and just put these on. And, and it's so amazing just to learn that if I was to think about like my, my first f- you know four or five exposures to David Bowie, one of those would be Fame. I remember hearing Fame on the radio when I was a small child. It, it again fell under that category of David Bowie songs that were kind of weird, so I didn't really get it at first. It was a throw, you know, technically a throwaway song, and now it's this one of his most iconic songs. And as you know, as someone who as as a, an appreciator of classic rock and someone who's played music with people before, you really like it's hard not to just sit there and just salivate over the idea of these two people at the peaks of you know right around the peak of their of their powers hanging out in a studio noodling around with these different ideas and you know for David Bowie to be able to say hey I'm gonna I want to cover your song want to come play around on it sure and, and you know from accounts I've read about these sessions it was based you know John Lennon hanging out playing music just for fun and forming a relationship with someone who's really who you know took the Beatles idea of starting one way and evolving into something completely different David Bowie took the baton after the Beatles hung up their you know hung it up and just he was the natural progression so it just made so much sense for these two to come together and form this partnership yeah everything you just said by the way is completely lifted from my uh, Bowie Lennon slash fiction yeah it's it's an awesome collaboration and uh, Lennon himself was pretty notorious for sort of trashing the songs that he did with the Beatles afterwards. He said, uh, I thought, great, because I'd never done a good version of that song myself. We're talking about <laughs> Across the Universe. And, of course, Lennon had done, what, there were three versions in existence by the end of the Beatles, by, this, by 1975? Because I'd never done a good version of that song myself. It's one of my favorite songs, but I didn't like my version of it. I'm reading again from uh, Nicholas Pegg's uh, Complete David Bowie. David concurred, rather immodestly telling the NME in 1975 that the Beatles' original version was fabulous, but very watery in the original, and I hammered the hell out of it. Not many people like it. I like it a lot, and I think I sing very well at the end of it. I think he sings great in it. I, I like it a hell of a lot. And we, we just listened to the uh, 5.1 remix, by the way, that uh, has Lennon coming in instead of fading to silence like it originally does. It ends on the final chord, after which the unmistakable, I'm reading again, unmistakable voice of John Lennon declares, er, let me just drop in, which is a nice little tribute. Know what I noticed listening to it? The very beginning of it, like, musically, reminds me a lot of the beginning of Cold Brains by Beck. It feels like he, like, cribbed it from that song. Just, like, the interplay between the acoustic guitar and the kind of the wah-wah sound on the, yeah. on the electric guitar. It really, like, it, it felt like Beck maybe heard that version and was like, oh, I'm going to play with this a little bit. I can see that, yeah. And Beck, like Bowie, is a master of you know, cribbing from the best. Yeah, they're, they're, Beck and Bowie are comparable in many ways. Um, one of my favorite artists, by the way, Beck. Yeah, also one of mine. So yeah, there's gonna be a lot of Beck gushing that happens. The three B's in uh, in music that you learn in elementary school: Bowie, Beck, and Beatles. Like an Oh yeah, the Beatles. <laughs> um, and the B52s. The four B's. 
Um, yeah, so covers, other versions. Of course, there's the Beatles version, which is good. Yeah, it's okay. Despite it's right. what, despite despite what John Lennon says. says. You can never use the, the metric of John Lennon hates this. I've, I've learned in my years of getting into the Beatles and reading things from John Lennon that, yeah, John Lennon hates everything. Right. The more I learn about John Lennon, like, he's my favorite Beatle. But if John Lennon, he's one of those ones that if he existed today, you'd just be like, ah, oh, this pretentious asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, so brilliant, but God, so pretentious. But no, other covers of this song, I still... I, I love the Fiona Apple version of this yep. song. Yep. Again, just being an unabashed 90s kid. No, well, that's a great one. And uh, produced by uh, Brian... What was his name? Right, John Bryan. Produced by John Bryan, of course. Uh, and he's, you know, well-known for, like, his very Beatles-ish sound and popularizing such... or repopularizing such instruments as the harmonium, famously featured in the movie with... The guy. <laughs> of course, John Bryan did the soundtrack for this movie, Punch Drunk Love. Uh, Where was I going with this? About the uh, harmonium? John Bryan, of course, repopularized the harmonium in the movie Punch Drunk Love, where he plays it at the end. And, and has like this very Beatles-esque, like especially mid-60s Beatles-esque production aesthetic. So I have to mention that he provided the original music for I Heart Huckabees because my friends, Matt and Allie, who will probably listen to this, hey guys, adore that movie. It's their favorite movie ever. Um, they have a giant I Heart Huckabees framed poster in their in their house. John Bryan, a lot of great scores by this guy. Yeah. And Paranorman, um, that was a great movie. I don't know if you ever saw Paranorman. No. I'm oh, sorry. it's so good. It's, it's like a Pixar movie. I don't think it's actually by Pixar, but it's in that style. It's like one. Yeah, works a lot with such hipster directors as Paul Thomas Anderson and Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, he's good. So yeah, the, the Fiona Apple version is awesome. It sounds awesome. It's such a cool video, too. I loved that video when I was younger. I don't know if you remember, it's, it's all in black and white. I believe it's all a single shot through the whole thing. And so it's mostly just her kind of drifting. I feel like there's a diner involved at some point, because it was um, on the soundtrack for uh, Pleasantville. So she's in this like kind of 50s-ish diner, from what I recall, and she just has these headphones on. She's basically just... It's just like one shot of things going on behind her while she's just listening to Across the Universe. So apparently, if you ask John Lennon, he's the only person who can't do a capable version of Across the Universe. <laughs> so who else covered Across the Universe? Um, it was in that movie, Across the Universe. Yeah, I guess I guess it would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, I never saw that movie. It, that was also really... I didn't think I was going to like it. Because I'm, I'm not usually super into musicals, but my friend talked me into watching it because I am super into the Beatles. It was good. It's definitely, while I don't endorse the use of chemical enhancements for things, that's a movie that was made for people who love the Beatles and are high. It's a pretty basic love story, but visually, it's it's spectacular. There's a really cool scene with Eddie Izzard where they're doing Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite. I Want You, She's So Heavy. It revolves around this part where a guy, he's been drafted into the military and it's his going through boot camp. It, it, was, like, it was a much better movie than I was, than I was anticipating. I genuinely enjoyed it. But there is, yeah, obviously a great version of Across the Universe in that movie as well. Do you know? Do you remember who sings it? I don't remember. I, I believe it was, um, I know it was the main character who sings it. So all the characters in the movie are named for characters that pop up in Beatles songs. So the main character in the movie is Jude. Okay. Um, and he, he does that song. Uh, so this was, this so Across the Universe, this was a uh, Julie Taymor film? Wow, I gotta see this then, because I loved... Julie Taymor's uh, Titus. 
All right, I might have to see this. That's cool. So the one from the film, Fiona Apple's version. Who else has covered this? 10CC apparently covered it in 1995. Oh. I didn't know 10CC was still around in 1995. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper covered it. Oh, man. Rufus Wainwright. I haven't heard that one. Oh, man, there's no way this is not an abomination. Seether? Are you, do you remember Seether from the early aughts? No. I, They're I'm, really terrible early 2000s, like, new metal. And I, by the way, how dare you take your name from an awesome song. I know, it drives me crazy, because I, I love Veruca Salt so much, and I hate Seether so much. I sat through them at a festival <laughs> one time, so I, I had gone to this festival to see Beck. Jane's Addiction was there. It was a good mix of, like, there's some really, really good bands, and then some really, really crappy bands. I had to sit through Evanescence, which was just, I, oh, God, oh, awful. Sorry. Oh, so bad. And Seether... And they covered Nirvana, um, You Know You're Right, and I, oh, rage, nerd rage. There's so much nerd rage, because they're so obviously cribbing from Nirvana all the time anyway, but, like, all the things that would make Nirvana terrible, like, just, like, they only took the brooding and then just made it boring. So suffice to say, I'm probably going to hate listen to the their version of Across the Universe and then bitch about its very existence. Oh, just leave it out. Just forget it even happened. Scorpions? Scorpions? In 2011? Oh, man. Scorpions were around in 2011. Look at them. They don't look, good. They don't look any different. Well, I mean, yeah, that guy had, had the hairline of someone in their 50s back in, like, 1988. <laughs> wow. Wait a minute. What? Why are these not listed in the regular one? Yeah. Uh, we've got Velvet Re Revolver, Bono, Nora Jones, Alicia Keys, Tim McGraw, Brian Wilson, Alison Krauss, uh, Stevie Wonder. Oh, in in uh, in a tribute. Oh. To the 2005 Grammys. Uh, you know, supergroup. Great song. Love the Beatles version. Love the Bowie version. Again, he he really just sort of makes it his own. Ratings. How about ratings? How many? <laughs> <laughs> Guru Devas. <laughs> well, there was zero in this version. He leaves that part he out. He did leave that part out. But it, but it oddly makes sense. Yeah, he strips he strips the whole thing from from its whole spiritual context. It's it's just a just a funky, you know, blue-eyed soul, you know, yeah. version of it. So how many blue-eyed souls would you give? Um, I will give it across the universe. Out of an undetermined amount of blue-eyed souls, I will give it seven blue-eyed souls. Seven blue-eyed souls. All right, is that a total of three and a half souls? That's <laughs> roughly... Each one has two eyes. It's roughly three and a half souls. <laughs> seven blue-eyed souls. I gotta give this one four blue-eyed souls. I, I really like this album. This is a highlight from the album. Yeah, this is great. All right, this, that's... Uh, all right, that does it for Across the Universe, right? That does um, it for Across the Universe, and teaser so the next show we get to talk about john lennon slightly more because we're going to talk about afraid and there's a nice little john lennon reference buried in there so we get to keep talking about john lennon and david bowie at the same time nice the love fest never ends yes follow us on facebook from me to ziggy twitter from me to ziggy i'm assuming those are going to be the names website to be determined and uh tell us what you thought of across the universe what which version do you prefer Tell us anything you like. Come at us. Uh, leave us comments. And uh, we will be back for uh, Afraid. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. All right. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Say that to a <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>
song from 1970 what 1970 something or other why am I blanking out on this 1976 from yeah right or five um it's a song it's a song from it's an album from the 1970s thank goodness for editing (laughs) 